Hey friends, it's Kristen here. Today we are going to have another social media topic. And specifically today what we're going to talk about is spotlighting students. Spotlighting students is one of the content categories that you can do that drives a ton of engagement with your current students and also your former students, as well as your future students. Students love to see themselves showcased, and so do their parents, so they are more likely to share and engage and then also have those other shareholders spread the word about your program. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. So specifically in today's episode, I wanted to talk about some easy ways to help make this task seem less daunting or overwhelming. Sometimes when it comes to social media, if we are trying to post the night before or even the day of, and we have to hurry and take a picture of a student and interview them and figure out what to write, it can be super overwhelming and eventually we just decide to stop. So I want to tell you some easy steps to make it so that this can actually be something that can be doable and you can do it on a frequent basis once a week, twice a week in order to keep your content consistent and your engagement up. So the first way to help you do this is to have your students fill out a survey or a form. And this can be on paper or digitally. Digitally does make it a little bit easier so that you can copy and paste their answers rather than typing it all out. But you can do whatever works for you in your classroom. I have found that I like using the surveys more because then I get the student's voice instead of just my own. I find that when I am writing about a student, I tend to write in more of a letter of recommendation style or like the conversation that I have with parents and parent-teacher conferences where I'm not really talking about the student themselves, but it's usually the things about like how they work well with others and how are they doing in their classes, which doesn't really appeal to other students. So having the students fill out a survey about some of their interests really helps out. And what it really does is that you see that there are things that you relate to with that student. So if you're asking a question about what their future career is, and I even had a student say undecided, and you might have other students relate to that. Oh, she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she still took this class. Let's read through her other questions like why did she take that class and what did she get out of it? And there are some triggers that they can see themselves in your current students. So not only in the photo itself, but in their answers, it makes it more relatable. And then it helps students realize, hey, I'm interested in that as well. I could probably take that class and I think I would get something out of it like that student did. 
A tip from this current section is that one of the questions that I always include on my survey is whether or not students want to be featured. There are some students who don't want their faces seen on social media and they just don't want to play a part in it. So I'll, I'll still have them fill out the survey, but if they say that they don't want to be featured, then I just don't feature those students. And I don't push it. I just always ask. That's something that I like to do, especially with our high school students with social media being so much a part of their lives. They have a certain image that they want to portray possibly on social media. And so I let it be their choice on whether or not they're featured. The next way to make these student spotlights easy or easier is to take all of the photos at the same time. So either you take them the first day of class or the last day of class or maybe midterm and you have all the students line up and one at a time you take all of their photos. And I have found that in my first classroom, which we affectionately called the cottages, I couldn't figure out where to take my students' photos because there wasn't a great background. So I had these neon green walls that someone else had painted. And then I was in a portable classroom with a computer lab in there. And it just, it was pretty ugly. So one thing I tried to figure out was like, how am I going to make this look kind of like a professional studio with a plain background and I realized I had my projector screen there so I pulled down the screen had the students one at a time stand in front of it I would take their photos and then I had this nice crisp clean background that I could edit really easily and um it really helped my photos look better. So that is a tip that you can use that doesn't cost any money and you still may want to pay attention to the light, but I was also using awesome fluorescent lighting and they still turned out okay. Also, a side note going back to the surveys is you may want to give the surveys toward the end of class, even if you take their photos at the beginning of the course, because you might get some better answers if you are asking questions like what was your favorite part of this class? They won't be able to answer that toward the beginning of the term or semester. So you may want to ask those questions and then use those photos and those captions for the next semester. So you may not be able to completely feature your students that you currently have. So back to the photos, you can also consider maybe having your students in a working setting. So maybe they are in your lab or your shop doing what they are doing in your class. Maybe they're working on a project. I think that those would be awesome, especially if you have something very hands-on. It's showing that your students are doing things. But one thing that I would suggest is that you still have the photo where that particular student is the focus. So it wouldn't be a photo with like 10 other students. It would be that student working. Maybe they're working on their own. Maybe they are working with the team, but that person is highlighted and spotlighted and that depending on the angle that you take the photo, make sure that the person can be recognizable. So it's not just a profile or over the shoulder, but that they can actually see who that student is. 
now that you've taken all of the photos together, you want to edit them all together or at the same time. That way you can add the same filters or same processes to every single photo and you can use various apps on your phone or you can download them and use computer programs. I like to use Lightroom, Adobe Lightroom on my cell phone and I have found a bunch of free filters that people have created that allow you to do it really quickly. And that way, all of the lighting and everything ends up being the same or similar throughout. I do like applying filters. They does make it usually look better because with my classrooms, I usually don't have the greatest of lighting. But if you batch edit them all at the same time, then it's one and done. You've got it all done. Another program that I've used on my phone before is also, it's called Snapseed. And in that one, in that app, you can actually use a selective tool and it will let you add brightness. So if you are using that white projector screen and you really want to blow out the white, so make it a lot whiter, Snapseed is a really good program to use that. And that app actually allows you, when you open up a new photo, it's a, it asks you if you want to use the same edits from the previous photo. And so it actually makes it pretty quick to edit a bunch of photos at once. So I already mentioned this word earlier in the episode, but it's the idea of batching. So it is a term that is used for productivity about taking similar tasks at once so that your brain doesn't have to toggle between them. So my third tip is to batch your content and use a scheduler to post all of those student spotlights at once. So an example in another world about batching would be meal planning for the week. So if you're going to plan all of your meals for the week during one sitting, and then you can create that grocery list at that same time so that you won't forget the ingredients when you go to the store. And then during the week, as you go to cook for your family, you automatically know which meals you're going to cook. So it actually, it takes a lot of stress and overwhelm away from you because you've already pre-planned it and you did it in one setting instead of having to think about it a bunch of different times. And the idea of batching can actually be applied to a lot of different things like your lesson in unit planning and of course what we're talking about today, which is social media. So once you have your graphics and your captions formatted for each of your spotlights, you can actually use a scheduler like Facebook has a creator studio, which can actually post to Facebook and Instagram. And you can load in the image and then you can copy and paste your caption. And then instead of publishing it immediately, you can actually schedule it. And the scheduling times are varying. So you'll need to double check and figure out how far in advance you can schedule, but you definitely can do a month in advance. You can schedule which days, what times, what you're going to put on for those specific posts. And how it saves you time is that you can batch 
at once, you can sit there at the computer and in an hour, you can get everything all scheduled out and then you literally set it and forget it. And you can keep track of as those are posting to verify that they're posting correctly, but it's doing it without the work. It's doing it without you having to remember to go in and post. So for this topic of student spotlights, I do have a little bonus section that I want to talk to you about because the other thing that students are using a lot, and this is specifically on Instagram, probably not as much on Facebook just because our students aren't really on Facebook, but the parents are, but our students are using stories a lot because when you can log into Instagram as a user, all the stories show up at the top and it's fairly easy just to click through them and just watch them as they go. And I've heard of some schools that are giving free reign over to a student to do all of their stories, but I haven't really found a way that students can have like a temporary login. Like you have to give them your Instagram login. And I know some are comfortable with that, but I'm not yet. And so another way to do that is to ask for students to create their own videos and send them to you and then you can upload them as stories. But it's another great way of featuring and spotlighting students. Maybe it's a day in the life. Maybe it's that they are spotlighting certain classes and maybe this is what they worked on that class period. There are a lot of different things. The students really relate well to it because it is generated by another student. It's created by another student. All of the captions and the text and the stickers and the GIFs would need to be added by you as you are uploading them. But the content can come from the students and you can also save those into your highlights. So an example of this where they actually had some students, or I guess they were teenagers, submit videos is the Distinguished YW Instagram account. And I'll have the link to their account in the show notes. But they had the girls take over and they sp- they spotlighted and featured one girl from each state over a two-week period, and they actually have them saved in their highlights. So I'll have that link for you to view so that you can see how they took those various videos and added them together so they could have these really cool, cool highlights and features. As we're wrapping up this episode, I hope you learned some easy tips to help you spotlight your students, but I also wanted to let you know that I have created five free templates for social media that can be edited and fully customizable in Canva that you can download so that you can start using social media without having to do all the design work. So if you go to kristenmasick.com, forward slash templates, you can download those for free and start using them today, tomorrow. Be sure to subscribe and also connect with me on Instagram at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N 
M-A-S-S-I-C, where I'd love to see some of the things that you're doing in your classrooms and also shoot me any direct messages, any questions that you have. Show me some of the student features that you're doing and the engagement that you're getting. Until next week. 